Welcome to the Hitting Turbulence Podcast, a place where we discuss the beautiful ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Gary, but just call me Jade. I'm a course creation expert and an intuitive business mentor. I help women package up their brilliance into impactful courses, programs, webinars, videos, and more. But we dive so much deeper by tapping into my intuitive and spiritual gifts. I love helping women harness their power and potential by connecting more deeply with themselves via tarot, crystals, pendulums, and other powerful tools. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this episode starting now. Hello! Welcome to a solo episode. Now, this morning, I was really thinking about what I wanted to talk about. And my plan a month ago had been to revisit my tarot for the month. And it's still playing out. Um, It's not quite the end of the month. So I wanted to pause on that because if you listen to that first episode and you're familiar with the tarot, you know there's a lot of things going on that I maybe can't necessarily talk about or I'm not ready to talk about yet as I'm stepping into this big up level with my business, which is really exciting. Um, but I want to I wanna see how, how the rest of the month plays out. So I was thinking, what what do I want to talk about? What's on my mind? Like, you know, spirit, what do we need to talk about? And what was coming up was talking about my own entrepreneurial journey. Because the thing is, I'm inviting other female entrepreneurs onto this podcast to talk about their hardships when it comes to their business and how they got started and what it's been like. And I realized I haven't really talked much about my own. And I need to be just as vulnerable as these women are because that's part of the podcast. And that's why this podcast was started was I didn't see enough female entrepreneurs or women in the online space being real with each other about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship in even adulthood. I was just on the phone with one of my best friends last night and we were just talking about these complications that arise when you're making more money, when you take a new job. And we don't always talk about those nitty gritty things that actually have a pretty big impact on our day-to-day lives or even just our taxes, right? So these are all really important things. So let's go backwards in time and talk about starting my own entrepreneurial journey. I was never one of those people who knew they wanted to be an entrepreneur. That wasn't really even on my radar. If you asked me when I was in middle school what I was going to be when I grew up, I would boldly tell you I was going to be on Broadway. And my uh, lack of wanting to do confrontation with people, my lack of being able to be mean just for the sake of being mean would probably be pretty hard when fighting for those (laughs) few spots on Broadway. And you know, that's not where we're at. But what I did do is pursue this career in academia. And if you've been in my space for a while, you know that I am still in academia. 
and it is a wild beast of its own. Um, and really, so when I started my entrepreneurship journey, I was in a faculty position. Um, I had been slinging oils. Yes, I've done the MLM thing. How many women, I think a lot of women have, especially before they find entrepreneurship, is a way to dip their toes. And honestly, when you're seeing your friend selling things online, um, there's a reason. <laughs> it's not just always because they're passionate about the product, which we hope they are, but also they're probably strapped for cash. And a lot of people are strapped for cash. And we don't like to talk about that. We don't talk like to talk about how little money we're making, right? So um, that was definitely my, my experience when starting um, to sling some oils, right? I loved the product. They worked great for us. Figured why not try and get these oils paid for. We could definitely use the money uh, with both of us in higher ed. Um, but you know, they get a bad rap and they're, you know, they're, I was definitely not the best at, at selling them and talking about them and all of these things. And there's a lot of, um, you know, people consider them predatory for a reason. There can be a lot of big promises, but not a lot of payout. And that makes it really complicated, right? So I swung oils for like a year while working my doctorate, while working in academia. Um, and it just really, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. It's not fun trying to get people to buy this product. People hear MLM, they freak out. They don't want anything to do with it. You know, I, I get it. There's a, there's a wrap with it. Uh, but I knew that I could do more. I'd already been doing some work on the side with other colleges, helping them get their programs online. They had sought me out. So I thought about how I could do that as a business, that I could be more, you know, people would come to me to get me to help them with their courses. Well, what if I was being more vocal that that was something that I could help with? And so I took one of those free challenges and that's kind of how this big switch started. Um, overnight, I decided that I was going to start helping other people with their courses. And in my mind, I was like, well, I have a lot of street cred. I've been working in academia for a while. I have these peer-reviewed articles. Like, it'll, you know, they say just to show up and do it, right? So that's what I did um, <laughs> when I hadn't been building an audience. Um, all of my connections were family and friends. I wasn't open, you know, being a child of the 90s to having this public profile. So, of course, things were flopping. They were not going well. Um but course creation in the online space is, it's something that's happening everywhere, but you have people that want to make a course that are maybe really new in their business, or um, they aren't, they're looking for it to be something that can be a really quick fix, right? Or you have people who are really established in their business and they want some really quick turnarounds, which can be hard as a team of one when you have more than one client, right? So I definitely had some missteps as I was starting this out. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other thing is I started to feel burnt out. You know, I was doing this at my job. Um, by 2021, I had changed jobs. We had moved. I was still doing course design work, but I wasn't in a tenure track faculty position anymore. So there wasn't this added pressure of researching and 
uh, there's all these things you have to do, um, like being really involved in your associations and helping out around the university, um, like so like stewardship and things like that. So it freed up, you know, my, my mental load at this job, but it was still very much the same of helping people get their courses up. Um, and people who maybe weren't too sure about what they were even teaching, maybe just weren't even sure about the online space, you know, um, whether it's in higher ed or in the entrepreneurship part, you know, you get all these varying uh, thoughts when it comes to being online. But I had been denying myself um, so much. Uh, I had been reading tarot for a while, and all of these things kept coming up for me about how I needed to be offering more in this course building space, that I could be offering and doing more with my business. And it terrified me because here I am trained, you know, the most educated you can possibly be on something with a doctor in education, like a literal expert, um, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I need to offer some other things. I need to tap into the spiritual side. And I kept repressing it because it terrified me. Um, and it's not even that I was worried about being judged by like my family, um, like my immediate family or anything like that. It was just, it, it felt so, I don't know. I think in some ways I felt really like you spent all this time getting your doctorate and now you want to be tip, dipping your toes in something else. And for one, if you know me, I am a lifelong learner. I'm always dipping my toes in something else. But I wasn't listening to myself that there could be this beautiful combination of the two. And late 2021, I started really being open to that idea that there could be this beautiful combination and I started incorporating that in my business, talking about it with my clients, and it just started to make for some really phenomenal results. Because when you're combining a spirituality practice with building a course or a program or a webinar or anything, it makes it really powerful. Because something people don't talk about with the entrepreneurship journey is it's such a big healing journey for yourself. There's a lot of inner work that needs to be done as you're being an entrepreneur because things like imposter syndrome are going to come up. A lot of self-doubt is going to come up. You're going to see these wounds that you have maybe with money or with believing in yourself or spreading yourself too thin. And these are all things that you have to work through in something that pretty much all of us will say we have had to work through at some point if we're being honest. Um, people like to say that entrepreneurship is one of the biggest self-development journeys. And I think that's really true. You're having to learn so many new skills and so many new things about yourself as you're building your business. And it's really powerful. And that's definitely what I found myself in with adding in the spiritual side. Um, it was something I had been doing for myself and something I'd been drawn to my whole life, but it was different bringing it up to my audience and talking about it. But once I did, I saw how much power there was in it. I saw how hungry people were for that combination of both. Because if you're just teaching someone strategy, but you're not building them up or not supporting them in the things that come up, 
Are you doing your job? Some would say, yeah, you're doing your job of what you promised, helping them build that course, helping them build that website, helping them blah, blah, blah. But part of being a human is holding space for other people in what comes up. You know, I think that's something that's really important. And that spiritual side lets me do that and have that dedicated time and energy to be able to hold space for my clients and to be an already established safe space for that. And that makes a really big difference. And as I've been shedding, you know, these old layers and stepping into this new version of myself, I felt like a rebel, you know, rebelling from what I thought I had to do and be, rebelling from maybe what other people thought I had to do and be, rebelling from the centuries of the patriarchy, you know, saying what I had to be, um, and just really stepping in to this new level of myself. And that's what I want for so many women is to feel safe in their rebellion and holding space for them to do so when they're ready. And if you haven't seen already, I'm doing a free experience on the 31st of January. Um, And it's all about this rebellion. It's all about rebelling into the woman that you're called to be so you can make your ripple on the space. Because that's what it's all about is really stepping into your power. Because when that happens, everything else is magical. Um, You can ask my, my mentor, like even just the change from my captions and my content as I've stepped into this next version of myself, it has done a 365 because it's something I'm so passionate about and I'm stepping into the woman I'm meant to be. And that's allowing me to have more reach to um, be able to create create content with ease, which is something that wasn't happening when I was just focusing on course development. felt like a broken wheel or a broken record, I guess. I'm saying the same things over and over about, you know, uh, how important it is to have course goals, how important it is to have an outline, how important it is to keep your audience engaged, that you shouldn't be making a course in 24 or 72 hours. Um, And some of these things are, of course, going against the grain of people's get rich. I shouldn't say schemes, that's not nice. It's going against the grain of what has gotten popular in some spaces. Um, And, you know, maybe some people have perfected that, but all my years of training, (laughs) do not advise it. Um, And of course, it depends on the course and what you're doing and how familiar, you know, it goes into that big, that big thing. But as I've stepped into my rebellious nature and being really true to who I am and what I want my business to be, I've just felt so many other things in flow. You know, like I was saying in the beginning of this episode, I'm one of those people who flees from confrontation, Um, like quitting the soccer team because I hate confrontation, you know, not going to the same dance studio because I hate confrontation. I mean, the list could go on and on all the way through my adult life, although apparently the child wounding is coming up and maybe I need to do some work on that after this uh, recording. Um, But I have found that as I'm stepping into this next level of my business, these things get so much easier. If you just listened to the episode with Gabrielle and I, where we were discussing Ehlers-Danslow syndrome and what it's like working with someone who has a chronic illness, but also what it's like for us to live with a chronic illness, um, you'll know that we shared some tips about how to do so. And really it's being human first. If we have learned anything over the past three years during this worldwide epidemic, Um, It should be that 
things are going on in the background and people are getting sick in troves. But apparently a lot of people haven't learned this. And with my chronic illness, there are some days where I just, I can't do, you know, um, imagine if your pain was at a 10, could you sit and do your job? Uh, probably not. And the thing is, when I'm having a, a pain flare, I'm at a 10 all day for multiple days. Um, but I'm expected to carry on, right? Because it's it's a condition that I have for my whole entire life. Um, and so I had a, I've been having a high pain day. I fell down the stairs. That probably is what started it. I'm part of Ellers Danzel is a lot of us are very clumsy. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I fell down the stairs and I'm in a high pain flare, right? And so I was supposed to be doing this guest podcast interview. Now I am trained with doing, um, working on audio. I edit my own audio and that's why it's not always perfect because your girl gets tired. But I know if I am going to be recording audio, I need to be able to sit still. I need to not be moving around a lot. I'm definitely not getting up and cracking my joints. But if I'm interviewing someone, I need to be able to pay attention. And that's a huge component of it. I can't pay attention if I've been at a 10 all day and I'm having to sit very still. I can't move around as I need to, right? So I was going back and forth about canceling some podcast interviews I had booked because I just knew I couldn't do a very good job with how I was feeling, but I felt obligated to do these podcast interviews. So I was going back and forth and I thought to myself, well, you're building this business on your rules, on your terms. One of the reasons being you have a chronic illness, you have a disability and some days are rough. And so if you were looking on the outside in, would you tell yourself to go through with, the, with those interviews? No. Like, I would be telling myself that I need to stick true to why I am building this business. <laughs> so I rescheduled the interviews. I didn't cancel them. I rescheduled them. They were still going to be on my books just for another day. Um, sent a note explaining what was going on. Um, and I got the nastiest, uh, response back. But before I get into that, that's a big deal for me to say I'm in pain, to say I need help, AKA moving these dates. Um, and also to actually do it. Cause that feels very confrontational to me. Um, and especially when someone comes back with a, a nasty message being like, you're canceling, like, oh my God, you know? And <laughs> I was so proud of myself for being like, clearly we're not a good fit and blocking them or moving them from my schedule blocking because I don't want to do the back and forth argument about my chronic illness when I'm inviting you to be a guest on my podcast, which is uh, the whole thing. But I was so proud of myself for standing up and being like, no, no, like I am not going to feel guilty because I need to do this for myself. And that's not something I would have done years ago. And I really attribute that to stepping into this next level of myself and to this rebellious self who is chasing the dreams that she wants and going after the things that she wants. And I'm just really proud of myself for it, to be honest. Um, 
And I want that for other women. I want, you know, if you're listening right now and you're, you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're not sure what you're meant to be doing or that you're holding back on yourself and you're just ready for, to rebel, I would love to have you in for that free experience. Um, so we can work through this together. Uh, because it's a lifelong thing to be constantly stepping into yourself and who you're meant to be, because you're going to face people not getting it. You're going to face people giving you pushback, but there's so much power when you decide that you are just going to be true to yourself. And that's all that matters. And that's so much of what this entrepreneurship journey has led me to, even through the turbulence, through the highs, the lows. Um, it's, it's just been so powerful when you look back at it. And I'm just so excited about it. So I want to thank you for hearing a little bit about my journey and kind of what got me here and a little bit about what that looked like and what it's been like stepping in to this next level of myself. And if you're feeling so called to join that rebel experience, you'll of course see notes or see the link in the show notes. It's all over my social media. And I would just be so honored to have you there uh, as we are working on rebelling together. Um, it's just such an exciting time. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in to the Hitting Turbulence podcast. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.